What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back, goddammit, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the guideline of chasing the dream. I'm your host of Maniacal Minutes, Kyle Smith. Say the whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And I have the giant one today, Mrs. Legs Almighty, Sharika. How are you doing? Hey, y'all. Oh, my goodness. I can hear myself. Yes, 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 yes. Boom. Get it in there. special in this bitch. Come on. In the comfortable Starbucks. I think um, you all can't hear how tall I am. He did call me a giant, but really and truly, while we're sitting down right now, we're like the, we're same, the height. same size. Yeah. yeah, this is my legs that's long. That's why they call me legs. That's crazy. It's wild. It's so weird because I got. I feel as if I have a long torso, but a little bit, little bitty body. You know, from you from think the, from you the, have a long torso. I, I, do you believe that or like no? Okay, no. I just I just, just, just want to start off with honesty with, with certain people. I, I feel as if I have a good posture. Okay, that's yeah. that's better. My yeah. mom always says, "Sit up straight." You know, you, and you know, you do that, so, Fran. You yeah. believed it that you were taller <laughs> with this posture. <laughs> elementary, I was good. I, I was a good height in elementary, but now you know it's you still a good it height in elementary. elementary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is a backpack. <laughs> one of the ones with wheels on it. Yeah. Hey, I had one of them shits. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. In middle school, though. Oh, okay. So, like, we, I had one, and we used to go over the overpass. Yeah. And I stayed after school once. Where was your middle school? So, Lauder Hill Middle School. This is, like, deep in South Florida. I'm from South Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This was the hood. This is before it became a magnet school. Oh, so for real? Motherfuckers used to get their ass beat on the overpass. <laughs> but my dad worked in construction, <laughs> so I knew when he was going to be home late. I had already asked him to go to the school dance. My dad is Jamaican, man. Y'all got school dance. Fit uh, So, he didn't let me go. So, I was like, I know he... <laughs> That nigga was serious. <laughs> So what ended up happening, I was like, I'm going to stay after school. So I'm watching the clock, watching the clock. I had my first dance. This is sixth grade. Sixth grade. Yeah, um, what song was it? Um, Locked up. They won't let really? me. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, that on. was my first dance. <laughs> and so next thing you know, I'm like, oh, shit, it's five o'clock. My dad is going to be home at 530. Oh, how long did it take you to get home? Listen, I, I ran. You I ran. ran. <laughs> so you should see with me with the, the weed. With the rolling <laughs> And that bitch kept flipping back and forth. And I'm like running down the overpath with the shit, just flipping, flipping. I didn't get my ass beat that day. Oh, that's so good. I made it in uh-huh. before he did. But uh-huh. strict parents. How was your childhood? Um You know, I was raised by my dad. Okay. Same, um same I here. left Jamaica in ninety no, my mom left Jamaica in ninety nine. Yes. I left Jamaica in two thousand with my dad to go to Florida. Um, I have six aunts. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. You see how your eyes went wide? Yeah, yeah they said, did. Whoa. Yeah. Yes, I have six aunts. Um, five of them lived closely. One lived in New York. Um, so given that I didn't have my mom around, you know, most yeah. of them kind of want to hop you in to do that mother role. Right. You know, six type of, thing. That's Just six personalities. Ooh, play mother role. Honey. <laughs> Um, but my grandmother, I love my grandmother to death. So, I like, when weekends, we spend at my grandma's house. It's always fun. Um, but it, I think my childhood is like, it was pretty good. You know, I think my dad was like a silent type. So, I learned a lot of his mannerisms is, from is, him. Is it that? Is it always that with, like, uh, with, um, I guess, uh, Jamaican or different descent parents? Because uh, I, I, I talk to a lot of people that, that uh, have 
like their parents are Jamaican, Indian, or uh, 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 anything else besides from the states. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's and it's a very strict, very strict upbringing. Mm -hmm. Like my dad was in the military, and I was raised by my daddy since I was little, little, little. You know, so like it's it's weird when people was like, you know, you just your daddy. I was like, yeah, but my more than that. Then my stepmama came in, but it was always you know strict upbringing because military background. Do this, do that, don't do this, and that's because I said so. That type of parenting, and so I, I guess I would say it molded me into the person that I am now, which I can go ahead and fend for myself now. <laughs> you can but, survive. Yeah, yeah. Which you got was a little good. common sense. Yeah, y'all, a lot of common sense. He made sure that if it was anything instilled in me, like common sense was was the the, the actual go to. Like, hey, use your head. Like, you you can go ahead and think for yourself, but don't think outside the box. Use your head. I'm like, all right, daddy, I got it. You know, so like, I I enjoyed being growing up with just a, a father figure. Because most people don't get that. And now, when I get older now, I talk to more people. And, you know, I've actually seen this on TikTok lately. And people's like, yeah, man, I, I got this I got this picture of my, my daddy tattooed on my arm. And then they show their arm and there's no picture. Because that's <laughs> so dark. Yeah. <laughs> that is so dark. It is. And I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. That is a lifestyle that people don't grow up with a father. You know, it's mostly a mother or being raised by their grandparents or something mm -hmm. like that. And I've always thought, I'm like, man, if I was raised by my grandma, I would have a different thought process. Like, the way I would be thinking about things would be an older mentality of, of thinking just because, you know... Uh, Grandma oh, my really... grandma was a hustler, baby. My yeah. grandma was a hustler. No, nah, my grandma stayed in the garden. That, that, that's... She did, too. But, like, my grandma used to sell in Jamaica, like, sell in the market. How long were you in Jamaica for? Um, I came to the States. I was seven going on eight. Mm. But, like, even when I moved here, I didn't feel the difference because yeah. everyone Six. just literally just migrated from Jamaica as well. So, yeah. like, it was literally, <laughs> like, we just basically brought Jamaica <laughs> to this house in Florida <laughs> because we still got to hand wash our clothes. Oh, it's shit. still a clothesline. Yeah. Like, the food didn't really change. Like, we ain't going out for no damn pizza and none of that. We yeah. got food. We making Jamaica food at the house that's amazing so the only difference was like when i went to school i mean the kids like they spoke american but right. like outside of that it didn't i didn't feel the difference and so that's that's why the accent is always there yeah like i don't like even when i go home now like if, if i'm talking to my dad like i'm speaking patois yeah like it's very rare like i go in and out but for the most part i'm speaking patois that's awesome mm -hmm. i wish i've always had some type of like I, people say, because I'm from New Orleans, I, I do have a certain type of accent, but I don't get it until I go other places or if I get upset with things and then it slips out. And I'm like, oh, but I, I listen to my nephew who is embedded in New Orleans and he, it doesn't leave him at all. And it's just like, I don't know what you said. Just, I mean, I understand. I can go ahead and relate a message to other people or what you're saying, but is so deep into him in him mm -hmm. i'm like 
Boy, we something something's gonna have to happen. Like I was raised, like my my auntie uh, when I was little. Uh, I used to, I, I, you would say I'm an auntie baby, just because when I was little, I used to have to go stay by my auntie. And she was an English teacher, and she also taught Spanish. Oh wow! And so was my grandmother. Uh, she was an English teacher, so every time like I would say something incorrectly, I would get corrected on it. And oh. growing up, yeah. So when I would go. I went to private schools Ooh, most of my you life. Have money. Yeah. yeah, military father. He, he, he wanted to make sure I ain't grow up like the rest of these niggas out here. Ooh, so you a nigga with money. So when I did go to a public school for the first time, people were like, "Oh, I'm cheating off of your test." I'm like, "I don't this." All right, just because like, I learned I this two years ago, like, <laughs> yeah, just because I learned like, this two years ago, boom, me, you a nerd, and I'm like, I don't, I, I guess it's like, why you don't sound like us? I, I don't, I, you know, I could never explain what I mean. I know why now, but back then, I was just like, I, what? I didn't know I was going to get made fun of because I talked correctly. You oh know? yeah, I've yeah. gotten the like you like when I think it was like the first time. Like, I went back to, well, I'm not quite sure how to respond to yeah, that. It's different. Um, I sound white. And, you know, I look in the mirror. I'm like, I am a black bitch. I'm, I'm quite black, actually. I can't get no blacker than this shit right here. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to rock with that. But I, I don't. I, yeah. I sound like I'm speaking to you. Right. right? Um, but, you know, you know, I want to be like, sounding white. Help me in different rooms. Okay, very much so. But I don't give I don't give white people the satisfaction of saying sounding white no. either. So no, I won't not at all. White people, if you listen to this, <laughs> bitch, I don't sound white. <laughs> That's what I gotta say. You can, you can easily slip into it because when it does, when it does happen, and when you do hear it, it's like, oh, oh, snap. Okay, and it, it commands the room <laughs> a bit because it's it's a, it's a very um, I, I would say like it's a very demanding type of uh, vocal and and like to hear it whenever it comes out in your poems mm-hmm. like that is amazing like it perks people's ears up because it goes from one it's not like you're speaking Sounding a different way are you talking about speaking no. possible yeah oh, okay yeah, we yeah. just no, i no, want to no. get that on record not. friends it don't sound dominant the <laughs> no. white voice does not sound dominant not, not it's, it's the possible yes yes <laughs> when that switches up people people's ears perk up people straighten up they listening more like what is your what uh what is what helps you write like what gives you your motivation to write the pieces that you write um i'm a sad bitch (laughs) like (laughs) like I think for a long time I was a sad bitch. <laughs> Why? I don't. You, life was beating my ass, and I was trying to fight back. Yeah. And so I'll show up and I'll smile, and like, and because I got to make it through the day, right? Yeah. Because I want people. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, are you okay? Like, I don't want that. So I had to like be on and be present, like in my day to day. And there were like hard emotions I wouldn't show. Mm. But I can easily write it out. Like some pieces I do share, some pieces I clean up to share, right? But like the raw, unedited, sometimes it'd be like, damn, bitch, that is very fucking sad. Like, clean this shit up. <laughs> like, clean my it. Jamaican poem. <laughs> and the reason why my Jamaican poem was written, because my coach at the time was like, can you just write something with some humor? Coach for. Uh, slam team, I'm sorry. So oh, okay. I was on a, a slam team back in 
2015. So I didn't write my Jamaican poem, actually, I believe, until 2016. So my second year on Dada Slam Team based out of South Florida, my coach at the time, Coach Chunky, she was Ah, just like, write something about Jamaica, put humor into it. Because once again, like, it was always some kind of like sad poem. You know, as poets, we kind of lean into the dark side. Very much so. Like, it's it's never a poem that you can tell or hear or see that it's like full of joy and humor. That's why yeah. I appreciate like your comedy tree. Commodity tree. However you want to say it. Listen, I be fucking, <laughs> fucking it up. And what I appreciate is it is humorous, right? And it's telling a story. It's still a poem, yeah. but it's no underlying heaviness, right? Yes. I make I make fun of you all the time when you talk about the eyebrow poem. Yeah. I'm like, bitch, you talk about my fucking eyebrows. I spent time on them shits today. But it is humorous right and it, it it creates it creates like what is the inspiration mm-hmm. for others to like hey you can write poems that aren't like just sad like yeah. you can write poems that aren't like social justice driven you can yeah. write poems that's not about death or police brutality or anything yeah. like that it can actually just be funny. something silly yeah, yeah. That, like hence why I do it just because I understood like when I would go to poetry, because I've always, I remember when my cousin, she she was like, Yeah, we're going to poetry night. I'm like, Ah, y'all gonna go be sad for like an hour and a half? Like, what is that? You just you just feel like gonna be in a somber room, like dimly lit with candles and sage burning and shit. And like, just I so you can hear everybody imagine poems <laughs> <Yeah>. that way. <laughs> if they've never been, if they've like, never been, do you yes. bitches just sit around and fucking just snap. snapping fingers? <laughs> yeah. And most like when I would go to certain places, cause I, I've done this, uh, when I, when I would do this in LA, people would, people would like, you know, that, that was their thing. Just snapping and being somber. But I would come there and be like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm a comedian, so this is what I'm coming to do here. And people would perk the fuck up. and like, man, what's, what is happening? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't give a shit for the sad shit. Like, I'm sad enough already. Like, let me come tell you In some silly shit. In my everyday life, yeah. I'm fucking sad. <laughs> so let me, let me hit you with this silly shit real quick, because this is where I would like to break into. I would like to break into being uh, the silly person. Like, I've always, people always see me as like, oh, God, you're always smiling. It's like, yeah, just like you saying, yeah, it's to hide the pain that's on the inside. We're going to work like, through it, yeah, friends. We are. <laughs> if you're listening, we are working through it internally. We you know we getting the help we need. We just did. let you yeah. know. If you need the help, get the help you need as well. You hop up on that stage and it is, it is all love. The feedback that you get from actually being on the, How do you feel every time you perform? It depends. Uh-oh. It depends. Yeah. Um, it depends on like the time space, right? So yeah. it depends on like where I am or what the poem is. Or is this like just me performing? Is this like a contracted performance, yeah. right? Like, is this a competition? So it just depends on like what the mood is and what the space is. Um, if it's a featured set where it's like, it's just me and like poems back to back. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I get to talk my you shit get to talk in your between. Sh- oh, I can't you wait know, to do a feature set. I love, I love, <laughs> I love a good featured set, right? Because yeah. you know, like. 
the folks are there if they hang around for your featured set like you know they're there for you right, right. they appreciate your artistry and they're trusting you with their time and so like to be fully present outside of the poems right you're gonna get yeah. the poems but in between that's where you get to see like different facets of my personality yeah. right you can tell like okay this bitch might be a little bit funny okay yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, poems yeah. might oh, not be funny your, your whole skills are on point <laughs> like every time I'm like oh, look at that she could she could be a comic if she wanted to listen hey. that's my goal in life <laughs> yeah? I'm not gonna do it in Houston but I'm gonna find it's a random I'm gonna find a random no I gotta make sure <laughs> nobody know me that bitch just in case I crash and burn bitch my name is about to be fucking Nicole for the fucking night okay I heard uh, somebody said this at the gym the other day was like anytime a uh, a comedian is like crashing and burning pretty much Mm -hmm. they always say like you bombing yes Yes. that's the word they always say give it up for the ladies so I Go ahead, take the take the attention off of what oh, I'm listen. doing right now. Ladies, you look good. Give it up for yourself. Boom, yeah. I've been practicing it. Just That's the case. pander. That's the yes, pander right yes. there. Everybody was like, well, being as a comedian on stage, you understand that, especially if you're not in a poetry crowd or a poetry scene, because poetry, they, hey, we are here for you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. We all love you. Comedy. Mm-mm. They're like, motherfucker, you better give it to me. Like, I don't care what you're going through. You better get it out on stage. And if you're not doing well, I don't care what you're going to feel like when you get home. You're going to take all this energy that we're giving you with you. And uh, to eat, to eat shit on stage. And it's in the scary. Oh, oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I good. can't imagine somebody walking up and like, yeah, your shit was trash. Like, you're not funny. Like. Bitch, yeah. what I fight? Yeah. It makes you yeah. it makes you feel that way. It's like I gotta keep my guard up now. As soon as I walk out the stage and walk out of this crowd, either I can stay here and take what I'm gonna get, or I can just leave immediately and not not run into anybody. No, I know who. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna take it. Most of the times, I, I I relish in it. Yeah, okay. I've, I've been I've been taking my my moments to where um when the, when the crowd is silent to actually just embellish on that like just like okay all right uh, even if it does well or if it doesn't do well I, i've been learning to take my time especially when it comes to comedy because most of the times i just run through things because i would be so nervous mm-hmm. everybody be like oh my god it's like a, a million words a minute and it's like yeah this is because i'm scared uh but i can't show that so mm-hmm. boom blah, take this you know and people like oh that was good that was really good oh thank you i'm glad you liked it oh, you know yeah. but now it's just like i let them hear what you're saying you know so this is where the poetry aspect comes in from it and it's like oh i actually people are here to listen so instead of just running through the poem do my pauses like i do with comedy and this is what's actually making these poems pop like they are. And it's like, okay, okay, good. So for for me to continue to write silly shit like this, I have to think about the comic aspect of mm-hmm. it. Because these don't just come overnight. Like I, it has Did been, you meet somebody with fucked up eyebrows? Is that what the yes, inspiration was? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. did she, she said curve she did. You? Oh no, she uh, she came to a comedy show and uh, she was rude. She oh, was in the front row. Shit. She was in the front row and she was rude like a motherfucker to the person that was on stage. He was doing okay. He wasn't doing well, but he was doing okay enough and, not to be rude to. Yeah, yeah. You and should be like, rude don't, to start don't, with. Don't don't heckle when you look like this. Shit. Like and then. 
And then <laughs> on top of that, on top of that, she did makeup. And I'm like, whose makeup? She's the MUA. Whose makeup bitch? you doing? And she had she had the big Mario blocks on her <gasps> eyes. And I'm like, I don't you you can't even make an expression with these fake eyebrows that come all the way up to your forehead. Like wow. it, it, it cleared like it she your eyebrows hang low, does it wobble to the <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, hell no. Before I even left the venue that night, I sat in my car and I was like, where did she think she was going? My dog said I got bricks on eyebrows. me. Oh my bricks God. on me. Like it was it was it wow. was uh, like it, it warranted the 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 poem itself. Oh, like nobody no, not many people actually know about the background of where the poem comes, but most of these poems come from a little a little a little man inside me. It's like you need to, you need to write. You need, I to, need talk to talk about, about this. this. Yeah, you I definitely need to talk need to about talk. you. And the, you know, being in New Orleans doing this, uh, that that is it, especially because it was the height of people getting their eyebrows tweezed and plucked and arched. And my my first fiance, she was one that used to tweeze her eyebrows to where it's like you you don't really have none anymore. Like what? It's a straight line, kind of sorta. Yeah, it's and I'm like, like a, you know, she wanted to. People's eyebrows, and I'm like, you, no, don't. See, don't I do love, this. I love the honesty, because people be like, yes, friend, go ahead, start that business venture, knowing damn well the shit no. fucked up. Yeah, you about no. to go fuck up other people. Yeah, I, she and understood about to pay that. For it. And I think I believe she understood that. But when it came to my my last ex, she she was very meticulous on doing her eyebrows to where the arch needed to be perfect. And I'm like, she had a symmetry is huh? She probably, I mean. She was good with her hands to where she didn't really need it, but I was. It, she would see the symmetry to where I wouldn't be able to see it. I'm like, I'm like, they look, they look perfect to me. She's like, this one's just off, just a, just a, a smidge. I'm like, that I don't know. I'm like, we we have a deadline. Can we? Can I know, we leave? But it's like sometimes you want your eyebrows to be like twins. Yeah, and they come out like cousins and it's the fucking worst they don't even like turn out to be siblings one shit is like oh bitch i am surprised and the other is like i'm having a calm night like they took different strands of weed and like i'm telling you you just pray that you have a bang or something to cover half of one so like it blends in it blends oh my gosh it's that's Uh, stressful i know it is oh my goodness like she would be she'd be like you know what i'm gonna just take my car and i'm like Okay, I'll see you there then. Oh, you you nice. My yeah. husband would have been like, uh, we gotta go. We gotta go, friend. Like, you gotta. We gotta it's go. Too much. You shouldn't have started. Like, it was fine before, but then you did that little extra that's got you like, oh, it's not right. Yeah. It's not. It's not symmetrical. It's not like I need it. I'm like, I don't think anybody's gonna pay attention. We're gonna be in a dark bar. Ain't nobody gonna give a fuck about you. You'll your- be surprised until you go to the bathroom. And the lights uh, are on, oh, and other women are in there, okay. and they're looking at you like, "Ooh, why I'm, you left the house like that, friend? <laughs> nobody loved you today." Like, oh, and we need those people though. Like, we really do yeah. to like remind to like, "Hey, girl, that yeah, ain't it." Let's friend. these out. Let's I have friends it. like that. They're like, they'll call me like, "Oh, you getting dressed?" And they be like, "What's that? Oh, what? Oh, you're right, friend." Like. <laughs> 
That's and the I friend appreciate you need. them. Yeah. I feel like if you don't do that to your friend, you let them go out ashy. And I strongly believe, like, if you let somebody mm-hmm. go out ashy in your friend group, you don't like them. You don't like them. Like, you why, want they, them to why fail. are they sparking fire as they're walking? Their ankles are ashy. <laughs> and you let them walk out like that? Uh, I don't want to be a part of that. Oh, I've seen it plenty been, of times. You've been in between the toes be ashy. Yes. Like, uh uh-uh, friend. You should have told me. You, Bruh. We are we are good friends. Yeah, I got. Yeah, that that's why I have a small friend group. You know, because I have friends that wouldn't say shit. And I have, oh, yeah, that's hurtful. I have people that they I don't know like you for real that wouldn't say shit. But I also have people like, hey, come, hold on, come here, come here, uh, let you, me let you me fix crusty, you up real quick, bro. Like, yeah. why do you, listen, I tell my friend, ironing is like a thing for me. Like, oh yeah, yes. I don't get how we don't iron, but you know, some people do the the. The washing machine and dryer the dryer. thing. Yeah. I, I yeah. get it. But, like, there's some point where you know that dryer ain't work. That dryer did not work. <laughs> it didn't get all the wrinkles it, it didn't. It didn't. So there's a, a, a type of plant in Jamaica called collaloo. It's almost like collard greens. Uh-huh. And so when I was my dad, when I tell you my dad, this motherfucker speaking parables. Like, he never says shit straight. Yeah. I showed up to my... Mind you, I'm going to my grandma's house. Okay. We outside the door, like, knocking on the door for us to let him in. My dad looked at me, like, up and down. Why you look like crushed Kalaloo? I would never <laughs> fucking forget that. Because my shirt was wrinkly. My pants is wrinkly. Oh, and mind shit. you, he taught me how to iron a long time ago. So yeah. he's like, how dare you leave the house? And I'm like, nigga, it's your fault. You see me in your passenger seat from point A to point B. You, you let, let me, me, get, here you like let me <laughs> get here like this. But I guess he wasn't paying attention. So now inside my mind, I'm like, damn, you really look like crushed Kalaloo. Like, that's, why do you look like this? That's fun. That's something that I would write about right there. Why you look like crushed Kalaloo. <laughs> that's... Ah, I can't say it like you said, but it is a fun name to say, Kalalu. Crush Kalalu. Crush Kalalu. (laughs) (laughs) I've been writing something new. Uh, Just see, that's perfect that you said that. Like having friends. uh, My my new piece that I'm trying to well that it's it's I'm working around it. There's a lot of fat on it, and I'm like some things might need to get taken out, Mm -hmm. but it's uh we love a good edit. Yeah, it's it's called is that lotion. Oh my god! So, you can understand where that goes. You know, just is the, the, the stain on your shirt—is it lotion or is it from a sexual escapade that you've had? We don't what? know. <laughs> so. Is it lotion? <laughs> First of all, why would it be that high on the shirt, friends? You can't see <laughs> where Kyle just pointed, but it was the upper region of yeah. the shirt. So if you ask me if that's somebody got painted, okay? I just want to say, because ain't no way it's going to be at that top part yeah. of a shirt. Right there on the lapel or something. You and know? some face painting didn't happen. That's nuts. <laughs> is that lotion? I can't is imagine. Is that lotion? So, like, in my head, this is kind of where the things go. But I've also been wanting to write to where um, I can, I can, you know, it's, it's, um, it's masked by by the words that I say to where it's it's not so vulgar, mm-hmm. but also like it's like it's like when Disney puts certain little uh, little adult uh, jokes inside their inside their <laughs> movies to where it's like oh 
Oh, you know, your parents understood, but the kids is like, oh, that's just silly. They don't really yeah, understand. Yeah, what's happening. Yeah. Until so they get older, and you're like, oh, my, oh God, my God, these bastards. Right, right. right. So, <laughs> my whole childhood is ruined. <laughs> that's, 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 the type of route, that's the type of route I'm trying to take lately, just so I can bring these poems everywhere mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, well, you know, I, I can't talk about bidets and everything because you know, I'm blue knots and assholes. Most people, you can't. You can't can't present that to children so it's just like all right this is gonna have to stay just in an adult section mm-hmm. you know but you know fuck them kids <laughs> sorry <laughs> i know not not everything is meant for children these are the things that i work on just so i can i can i can have more of an arsenal when i come to certain places that yeah speak, you want to be marketing marketable yeah. speaking speaking of arsenals like you are you are a slam poet you i am you like is that do you you like competing with your poems? I I really do. Um, I haven't been like competing as much as I said I was going to this year because mm-hmm. my like regular nine to five like it's like our busy season almost, and so like I think my brain just been kind of like work. Yeah. But now I'm like inching out of that. Excuse me. And so I do like competing, and reason why I like competing it's a humbling experience. Ah. But it also pushes your pen, right? Yeah. It forces you to write better. Yeah. And it's not in a sense I'm writing better to beat XYZ of a person, but it's just like I'm writing better so that way, like, a judge cannot deny a high score yeah. because of this poem. I need to hear that. Because yeah. I've been telling everybody, because I just had Bars Fest, mm-hmm. and I tell everybody, I don't, I just want That's people a different to kind. see me. Yeah. That's a different kind of competition. Oh. Like, I think. Because Bars Fest, you're like, you're creating for like a specific person, right? So you kind of understand how that person writing style is and like kind of understand like what kind of arsenal they're coming with. So like you can plan for it in some sense, but you know, like a traditional slam, you can't, right? In the traditional slam, um, it's not the flags, it's actual numbers, right? Numbers. Oh, right, 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 because mm-hmm. then you get a score. Yeah. What, so what is what considers a good slam piece? There's no such thing as a good slam piece. Ah. That's why I would say it's like, how is it a well-written poem? Like, can yeah. you, like, perform this poem? Um, is the writing good? Is the performance good? Is the concept good, right? Yeah. So that's what I think of, like, a poem that does well in a slam I never write slam pieces so anytime somebody comes to me like I want to write a slam piece I'm like whoa 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 let's bring it back like yes it's a slam but you shouldn't write for a slam there are some poems that historically doesn't work well in slams like I've seen love for the most part like you'll you don't see a lot of love poems in slams Uh, right more braggadocious type mm -hmm. of poems in slams You'll see those, but like, you know, you'll see the social justice poem, like the personal narrative poems. You'll see those type of poems in slams. But there is uh, Roddy. Roddy is a poet based out of, I believe, Jersey. And so Roddy has this way of like bringing all of those stereotypical poems that you don't think would work well in a slam, like topics. Yeah. And she kills it every single time. And she has this way of bringing comedy and humor into her pieces mm. as well. And it works. 
So anytime somebody's like, oh, well, that poem is not going to work because it's not a slam. There's no such thing as a slam, slam poem. poem. Right. Yeah. You have well-written poem, well-crafted poem that's edited. The concept is great. The writing is great. The performance is great. So, like, that can't be, not be denied to a judge. Yeah. Some judges may not rock with it, but for the most part, are you proud of the work? So that is also the question you should ask yourself. Like, it may not score well, but are you proud of the work that you put up? And as a as a poet that competes a lot, right, you know when you don't do your best. Yeah. You know for a fact, like, all right, yeah. friend, you could have kept that one in the chamber. This one needed to cook a little bit longer. <laughs> what the hell was that? You yeah. know? And so it's really understanding, like, where you are in your craft and what is your confidence level in your craft as oh. well. Oh, see, because, like, it, I remember the first time I went to Juan at Avant, I, uh, it was a slam night and i was like what is a slam i was like what do we I don't, i'm not really sure what this is but i just i just want to show y'all what i got mm -hmm. uh, you know because i've been writing these things and you know they do well here they do well there but i don't you know i'm not i, I don't care for competition mm -hmm. you know it's just like always gambling with something i'm not a person that bets on things mm -hmm. so it's against my religion like, too friend I, I, hello I go to a damn casino. I said, I'm going to spend $20. I lose five. I'm leaving. That's we ain't got it. nothing else to talk about. <laughs> we don't. I just lost $5. The fuck am I doing here? Why? Yeah. And so, like, when I, I go there, and I'm like, are oh, you going to judge me on my shit? All right. All right. But... What about the people that do like it in here? I understand the judges it, because it's different, and I know it's not. It's not like with everybody has been doing. So to be judged on something that's not of the norm or what you would normally hear, it seems like I'm already at a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And it's like I, I just, I just came to recite a piece. That's all, because you know that's what makes me feel good as a comic. I just want to go up and be me, be mm -hmm. myself, instead of having to rely on other people to say, oh, this is, this is what this is. This is good because comedy competition is the same I'm like how are we competing with this like what what are we judging the, the material the delivery like the performance of it yeah. you know so I mean that's why they also do like sacrificial poets yeah right to kind of get the judges like ready the most I can ask of a judge is that they're consistent yeah right if you gave something a 10 like whatever piece that matches that in energy intensity writing you better give it a 10 as well right mm. so just to avoid any kind of personal biases against a person um maybe how they look how they you don't know, like how they speak whatever the case is right yeah i would say some judges are a little bit more nicer than others like i personally i'm not giving a score of 10 if somebody drops their poem i'm just not no matter how good uh, the poem is like me as a judge i'm not yeah like that was in a crisp clean all yeah. the way through all performance way through. in my opinion right and same i wouldn't expect somebody to give me a 10 if i dropped a poem like i i don't i don't give it like if i get scored low or like lower on a poem i mm -hmm. don't I, I, knew, I know why I got that score. Right. Like, I know I did. I know I dropped a phone, friend. That's fine. I'm yeah. cool with it, right? So it's also being honest with yourself as an artist. Like, all right, you know that was an 110. You know that was, like, 85%. Okay? You know you deserve that eight. Like, come, take it easy. Take it easy. Yes. But the judging factor, I think, is all, in slam world, it's always been, like, a thing. Like, these judges don't know what they're doing. 
but it's a it's a part of the game, right? The, the biasness of the audience. So it's an audience member and not another poet that's usually giving. So like, it could be is, another poet. Some some judges are poets. Right, um, they may not know the poets competing, but they, in their rights, they've probably written, performed mm-hmm. in different areas. So before. they know what a good piece is. Yeah, right. They they may yeah. be familiar, but not all judges are the same way. But it's the same. Let's say if you go to a competition on a national or regional level, like the judges are random. Just how, oh. yeah. It's, some some judges are like curated depending on like the type of festival. Yeah. Let's say if the um, folks who donate or folks who like contribute to the overall festival in like a large way, they might be selected to be judges on the final stage. Yeah. Right. But like for regular plea. Plenary, plenary, preliminary. Oh Lord! Preliminary, preliminary. Preliminary. There it is. Different preliminary bouts. Right. Those judges are random. Like random. May have heard a poem. May not have seen a poem before. Like random off the street was going about their day, and we pulled them in to come listen to some poems and judge it from zero to ten. So like that is that is the gamble of of slam poetry Mm -hmm. but once again i've if your poem is good right if it's a well-written well-executed poem yeah it will do consistent no matter what room it is in sometimes it may get lower right Right. but if if it's a solid poem it usually scores around the same did you know this is the route you was going to take when you got older of poems and and of writing of being a poet and Yes and no. Um, so, like, I've always looked at poetry as something that I, I enjoy doing, mm. right? But I didn't want it to make it my source of income. Mm. I was very adamant on that. Yeah. Because my father was a construction worker. Yeah. And with construction Shout work. Shout out to construction workers. You listen. Mm-hmm. But how those work, though, like, if there was a job there was a job and when there weren't a job there was yeah yeah. and so to see to experience that i always said like i do not want to rely on certain factors to see if i'm going to get a paycheck when i tell people i don't have an entrepreneur spirit in my body Mm. meaning i don't want to guess where my money's coming from yeah this week so i've always been a nine to five bitch i will find a job and i will work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that job and I'll do poems outside of that right to to keep me like young in spirit to keep to keep me whole that's how I look at poems like I mm. love poetry like I do poems I listen to poems I read poems so like that is a part of who I enjoy but I will tell people my poems ain't free right yeah. yes it's not my source of income but baby these poems are not free right so I, I do understand like my poems have value to it and we not giving them out for right. free. I've, I've realized that my uh, after this little stint of whatever just happened to me on the internet, I've realized that, oh, this has high value to it. But I don't know how to market that as just being used whenever I go places or whenever. Because I've done shows to where people's like, oh, this is new, this is different. This seems like it's going to get a lot of people here in the seats because so boom comedy poetry explosion people put comedy and then poets together and then i'm there and they're like yeah this is this is do is new is different it's gonna get people here 
but then I don't get compensated for what I'm doing mm-hmm. to say that the reason why you came up with this show is because of what I do. And now it's just like, I don't want to feel as if I'm being used for my talents mm-hmm. because I realize that what I have is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And now when I go places, I'm like, it, I'm trying to be more strategic about it because this is the hints, the, the title of the podcast. I am trying to get places with my craft, with mm-hmm. my art. I, I want to be able to support myself from the things that I create out of my mind, be, being a construction worker, not knowing if the job is going to last three to four years, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm going to be able to continue to make overtime or whatnot, if I'm going to be able to continue to support my family, I would like to be able to support my family with this, the, the, the ideas that I have, you know, with people wanting me, with people wanting my abilities, and it's like, oh, since you are, this is what you bring to the, I, I, I want to be able to be successful from this you know yeah. but that has that it, it, it it's very discouraging you know you know friends set your price set yeah. your price and stick to your price right how do you go about that about setting your price yeah um it depends on the budget right depends on the venue depends on the size um depends on the organization it depends whether you want to do it or not for real for real i tell people like there's some there's pro bono things that you do hear me sounding like a lawyer pro bono i've been watching suits yeah, this is what um, we need though this <laughs> the, the people that listen to this like okay yeah and then you people people take notes i don't know if they really do but i would just I assume hope so I'm, I'm no professional <laughs> but like set your price yeah like truly set your price if this is like your standard think about like your time being incorporated time to take you to get there the preparation like set your price and stick to it right so somebody's like hey i want you to do xyz like well, this is my price for a piece. This is my price to host or this is my price if you want me to help you create the event, right? Yeah. So whatever that price is, whatever your baseline price is, make sure like that is something you want to stick to and that is true to you. Not saying that you won't bend on it because sometimes you do, right? Sometimes you'll say like, hey, I'm just going to throw out a number. Like I'm charging 500, right? Just I'm doing yeah. 500 for a poem. Yeah. Um, and if they're like, well, we only we're only able to do 300, but we you have the option of like, OK, that's doable for me in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I would say set your price and know what your margin is within that price. Like what is the percentage you're willing to go down on a price? Yeah. And see, that's that's your background. That's what you do for work, right? Not now, but that what I did student activities for about five years. Oh, so, so you have undergrad, you got a, a grad good school. Sense. Yeah, I have a good sense of like what the market is across the board, especially for like local talent. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've looked at different contracts, different writers. Like, so it just depends on the organization, right? And I look at turnaround time for my money too. <laughs> um, I'm asking like, hey, when do I get my money? Is this like immediately after the yeah. event? Is this like, is this direct deposit? Like processing time? Like th- those are the questions you ask. Because yeah, we can set a price, but baby, if you don't plan on paying me, right. then we got a different conversation happening. So oh. I, was, I tell folks, you know, if they it is a con if it is a contract in place. Make sure you're reading your contract right. That's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's worth though. It's it's worth th- things to think about. Damn, Starbucks yeah. was trying to get on the podcast too. 
Yeah, I, I definitely like that's that's I guess that's the next realm of of what I need to get into because I, I I don't mind. Well, most of the shows that I have been doing haven't really been free shows. I've been I've been getting paid for what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. But I know that's right. Collect it, that bag. I, you know it. You know, but this is me actually weaning out the places that I'm going to because you know I see that these places are still charging you're still charging for people to come in here and there's people here so where's my stipend like why don't I get paid to be I'm the talent that they're coming to see how come I don't get paid for this like so once again I was you know and you know I said this earlier too I think as artists I think we forget that we have the option right mm. so not every gig that's set for it that we, we have to be involved in like we can easily be like nah this this whole setup is not for me mm-hmm. like at all right so I don't really look at what folks are charging overhead to get in the building or how many bodies in the building like your operation and your logistical things have nothing to do with me whatever you're making off of that has nothing to do with me what has to do with me however is the price I personally set right if I'm like this is what I expect I don't care if it's five people in this bitch or 25 people in this motherfucker yeah. but what my standard is my standard rate that whomever the uh, promoter or curator agreed to yeah. that is my expectation that should not change depending on bodies in the building so I tell poets all the time like you can't look at a venue and and look at like what's happening at the door and and look at oh this person is being paid like that that has nothing to do with you like really and truly like i don't you shouldn't be counting that you should before you even get there you should know that hey this is what i'm gonna get paid by the end of the night and is this what i agreed to right that shouldn't wave damn i've never thought of it that way like i've so how do you know when you should start doing that? Do you have a price set? No. You yeah. gotta get a price set. How do I know how much I'm worth? That I can't tell you that. You gotta survey your market. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would say find people who you are comfortable confiding in and like trusting and also folks who have been in the game, who have done this and who do it professionally too to kind of like get an idea of like what is the market right now like locally regionally on a national level and what i should be asking for now some folks may be like hey sounds like you want to be in a consultation i'm like i gotta charge you for the time right some people may Uh, but if it's like the people that you are friends with who are in the business it's good to have those conversations to kind of see like okay what's happening across the board like what is the range you can always start your price low and then slowly work your way up with the more gigs you get but i would tell you like it just varies right so corporate a corporate booking may be different from like a local booking right Mm -hmm. a corporate booking like you can you can set a price yeah and either gonna be like we can't do that yeah (laughs) or they're gonna be like we can do a little bit less or they're like yeah that's doable but you never know until you try Ah. Yeah, don't don't low buy yourself. Yeah, always start high. Always Let them start. take you down. Right, just like asking for a raise at mm-hmm. a, at a job, which I have done recently. Like, oh, you ain't worth that. Am I not worth this? Like, I'm putting the time. Huh? 
That's this is fun to think about. Like this, this is I've always tried to get to this aspect of it, and this is what people that don't like. I mean, I've been should have done this because I've been doing this for so long. Mm-hmm. But I'm such a humble person to where I'm just like, yeah, I'll do your show, you know, regardless of being paid or not just just for the fact that you know i get to show my talent somewhere but at this point in time i got a baby on the way yeah it's a digital age frame you can show your talent on your own platform yeah like you can have your talent on social media if you want to get your talent out there in that sense Mm -hmm. right there's other ways to do it showing up to venues that you haven't seen to tap into a different audience Mm -hmm. right where it's like okay you know i have free time here let me go check out like this new spot, right? It doesn't have to be in the same places. Uh, mm-hmm. that's... So when I look at platform, right? When I when I look at showcasing my talents, I look at ways. Okay, how can I tap into different audiences? Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, if one specific show is happening, I know, like, it's gonna be this group of people that I I usually see at these other events. But how can I get myself in front of other folks who I've never met, who've never been, like, introduced to that, right? Yeah. That's where research comes in. Like, is there any other things happening in the city that I may not be aware of that I can get myself out there? Right. Uh, like, so uh, I've... Uh, I've been asked to do many shows, and usually I don't go around to ask to be on people's shows. It's just people come ask me mm-hmm. to do their show, and so it, I'm always like, "Well, out of goodness of my heart, I can do this oh, for no, you." Oh no, friend! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first question I usually ask is like, "Okay, what what is um the budget allocated to your talent?" Yeah, and if somebody's like, "Oh, we're." Well, this is just be a platform opportunity or a chance for you to be on. Yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm thank right. you for the opportunity, yeah. but uh, this is this is what I usually charge for a piece or two, uh, and you know, start setting those boundaries for yourself. And yeah. it's different if it's like an organization that approaches that you're like, this is like really dope, and I do want to be a part of it. Then that's a little bit different. But out the goodness of your heart is not. Did that don't pay your light bill? No. Or no. your gas? I need you to pay me to get out of my house now. Yeah. 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 Uh, I need to look into this. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, because I've I put in a lot of time. Mm-hmm. A lot of time to say that it's gotten, it feels as if it's gotten nowhere, but it's, 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 it's yeah. slowly rising. But, you know, I doing this on my own, this is talking to people like you is what actually helps me be like oh man, you need to set your foot down and do this learn how to write up a contract and whatnot and i definitely don't know how to do that like yeah. that's one of the things that you know that my ex she was good at that she would she would be able to write up contracts and like this is what it's gonna be because she was a dancer mm-hmm. so you yeah, know so she was on that she's like yeah, hey <laughs> yeah this is what it is uh if you can't do this then i, I can't do nothing for you and so I'm like, oh, that okay, that makes sense. But you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it takes to to write up a contract or what should be in that contract as it's written, how to write up a con, you know, all that. And it, that's the things that I don't want to think about, and I want to have somebody else do. But then that's paying somebody else to come into my pockets, and it's like, god damn it. Yeah. <sighs> so much. So I would, 
you know, it doesn't have to be when when we think contract, it doesn't have to be in depth. Right. It doesn't. It could be just like agreement on time, date, place, payment. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like this in depth type of thing. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want us to like overthink it. Yeah. And, you know, Google's at our fingertips. Google like quick entertainment contracts or performance you can have artists. AI contract? You probably can. You can AI shit damn near a toe at this point. You can. <laughs> It's <laughs> fucking anything. <laughs> you probably could. Yeah. Like, this is what I want in the contract, and they will probably draft it. But, I mean, even if it's a piece of paper, like, oh, this is my performance time. This is the time we agreed on, the number of pieces, X, Y, Z. It doesn't yeah. have to be in depth. Sometimes it's, it's just an invoice, right? Sometimes yeah. it's just like, hey, this is what we're agreeing to. This is a performance date. This is my invoice. That's what we're gonna agree upon at the conclusion of this event. Do you have things? Do things like that need to be notarized or something, <clears throat> or it's just this is what it is? Mm-hmm. If you sign this, this then I'm all in it. Yeah. But if not, then I'm I'm on to the next one. Yeah, so I mean, it's a a, a bi- legally binding document. Anything that is like written and signed off on is a legally binding document. Yeah. So, thankfully, like a lot of like smaller shows and curators, they really don't do that some folks do some people sign off on um i did a show where it was like it was a simple document once again just name date event time location amount agreed upon and both parties sign it like we acknowledge like this is what's happening with this showcase this is how much you're gonna get paid so that way they're protected as well so i as a performer don't come back because i see 200 2000 people in your building yeah i come back i'm trying to get more money because i agreed to one price but now that i'm I'm watching your pockets i'm like nah nah i should get paid more and there's nothing wrong with advocating for yourself but i would tell people be fair when you're advocating right yeah. be fair if you if you didn't think that you were worth that price on the front end don't try to change it when you see the outcome on the back end you should stand firm on what like your price is for you and what you think you're worth yeah, yeah up front and there are people that disagree right some people are like no like i didn't know there was going to be like that much people pulled in i want to be paid more and they have the right to do that but i would say me personally like that should be done on the front end that should not come as a surprise because you now see what's going on with this this show or this audience or whatever the case is Uh now i would say the the curator though should be honest about like what bodies are going to be in the space yeah right as well oh that is so helpful you know, we try, you know. I think when people see me, they're like, okay, this is Togo. She be making jokes and she does poems. <laughs> and I kind of keep it like that, too. You got the background to back it up, though. I do. Yeah. But people don't know that. I just no. be out of my business friend. I be like, I ain't. But see, when I came out here, when I first asked you about what I asked you and everything, and I'm like, she don't do certain things. And I've seen her. And she real good. <laughs> She real good. When you see her in certain places, it's like, oh, you are, you are the person that everybody is coming to see. So it's just like, I need to know things, you know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I just like. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I I need to stop selling myself, selling myself so short. Yeah, you ain't gotta be everywhere, friend. And <sighs> if you go, if you go somewhere, you ain't gotta perform. You yeah. don't. Yeah. Like nine times out of ten, when you see me out, am I performing? 
No. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, I know. It's so crazy. That's yeah, I don't I don't I don't need to touch every stage. I don't I don't need sometimes I just want to be a part of the audience to be honest. Like I just want to enjoy being in the audience cuz 9 times out of 10 I'm either MCing or like doing a show like I'm booked for. So like when yeah. I'm out at like other open mics or just like just random open mics in the city, like I just I want to be a part of the audience. If I feel moved, don't get me wrong. If I feel moved, you know the tequila start hitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some shit I need to get off my chest. Yeah. And if there's space on the mic, I'll definitely like sign up. I don't mind doing that. But I don't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, there's sometimes I just couldn't. I it's always I always feel the need to be on stage whenever I go somewhere, just because I'm like, what am I out for? I don't. Uh, nowadays it's like I don't go out to have a good time. I go to out to be the time that people are having. Mm. And so I, I, I most of the time I, I need I. It's like a release for me because I'm working all day mm-hmm. and like. I don't have the time to be like out most of those times just to be watching something if I'm not accomplishing anything at that time. Because six in the morning, I gotta be at work. Oh yeah, yeah. oh man. You know, and I work in the sun. Like it's it's underground construction. Yeah, yeah your daddy know about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't Listen. Wake it up, getting four hours of sleep, and then having to work in 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 this Texas heat. I don't know what's going it's, on with it. It's a lot. Ooh. It's a lot. I almost caught heat exhaustion the other day, and I was just like, "This ain't a fun feeling." <laughs> like that <laughs> shit is not good. That'll put you out for a week. And so that's what I'm saying. You have to know why you're in the space, right? So yeah. nine times ten, I'm I work from home, right? So yeah. I don't. I be talking to the walls <laughs> and white people across my screen. <laughs> I don't know why I whispered it like they was about to pop out like the fucking candy man. It's not a lot of them in I say white people three times, well, they appear. They do pop up. Oh shit! Let me look around. Oh yeah, shit! There one behind. Behind. That's it. Yeah. But you have to know why you're in the space too. Yeah. Right. Know why you're in the space. Um, I would say there there are other ways to network without being on stage when you're in a spot. Right. Oh. Yeah. You got to talk to people. Like sometimes like people who come out to shows, they might be from different organizations, right? Mm. The first time I moved to Texas, someone who I met, they like see me perform. I, I met him one time in the audience, right? Like I just randomly, yeah. I was in DC, just randomly met him in the audience, was talking to him. Young man, I was like just chopping it up. Yeah. Like I was there with my ex-boyfriend at the time, like just having a casual conversation. This man had never seen me perform, right? The second time I went to the venue, like I performed. He was like, wait, you perform? I was like, yeah, like. Yeah. I do poems, like <laughs> bomb ass personality, <laughs> but I do poems, <laughs> right? And so when I got to Texas, that same young man that I met in DC years back, he was there. I yeah. didn't perform that night, but there was a the feature that was there runs his own show in a different part of Texas. And he was like, Hey man, you gotta get her on the show. Mind you, this man ain't never seen me perform who he was telling the guy to, like saying, like, Oh, I've seen her perform in DC, like you gotta get on a show. He was like, I trust you as my yeah. friend. Yeah. To take your job. Like, yeah, go ahead and let's let's get you out to perform so sometimes it is not just getting on stage just networking in the audience not saying that every conversation you have is going to turn into like currency but it may put you in contact with someone else i've had a lot of those situations to where it's like man y'all need to get him up you performing tonight man i'm gonna tell somebody it's like what the 
I'm, you know, I'm. Yeah, you, put your foot down. You gonna tell them to do what? I ain't going up down. They will call my name. I ain't going up down. <laughs> what? <laughs> you are nuts. <laughs> Don't call me. Oh. Call Tyrone, bitch. <laughs> Somebody. I ain't going up down. Oh, that's good. This is. Oh, okay, okay. Now, before we get out of here, uh, I like to play a game of choices with everybody. Oh, shit. We got four choices and four options. All right. Four choices. Yeah, usually, first people like every time it's the first person's time on the on the on the on the podcast. I, I play this game with them, and it's just you know, and since we've had an intense moment of, of of talking about things that I need to be doing in my life, and I ain't, I ain't really doing, you know, boom, just to break everybody out of that. <laughs> we do a game we of choices. Come back. <laughs> uh, all right. So you got four options and four choices, all right? You got okay. to be one, you got to raise one, you got to sell one, and you have to have relations with the other one, okay? Oh, shit. All okay. Right. All right, Is now. my husband going to hear this after? What kind of relations are we talking about? Uh, however you feel. Okay. Whatever type of relations you want. You know, that's why I say relations instead of fuck one. I right? used to say be one, raise one, sell one, fuck one. And I'm like, hold on. Sometimes you can't put it like that. Sometimes relations, whatever type of relation, you know, family relations, cousins okay. or something okay. like that. Boom. Uh, or marriage or whatever. But your your choices are a uh, mermaid, a magwai. A what? A magwai. This is a magwai. Oh, wow. I, I'm glad I wore the shirt today okay, because everybody does like... that. Gizmo. This oh, is, where yeah. is that from? Gremlins. Ah, okay. Yeah. You got a mermaid, a magwai, a Mexican, and a manatee. All right? You said a Mexican? Yeah. And okay. a manatee. <laughs> All right. And so you got to be one of them. You got to raise one of them. You got to sell one of them. And you got to have relations with the other one. <laughs> wow. You said I have to be one. Yeah. Sell one? Uh-huh. Raise one of them. Raise one. And then have relations with the other one. Relations. Yeah. We had a mermaid. Yes. A mugway. A magwai. Yeah, well, I like that way you said that. Mugway. 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 Yeah. A Mexican. Mexican. And a manatee. A manatee? A manatee. Yeah, they're in the Florida Everglades. They're the little sea cows. I, I know what they okay, are. Good. Good, I good, was good, good. like, oh my days. <laughs> Um, I will have relations with the Mexican for sure. <laughs> Baby, when I said that household gonna be lit, yeah, for I could sure. <laughs> what? That's not even a, the infused I dishes. I love this explanation for. Let me go open a goddamn truck right now. People, jerk I, chicken I tacos, my nigga. On. Yes. Come on. Yes. Come on. Oh. Listen, listen. I love this already. Yes. The Mexican. <laughs> I just Mexican. see it now. Come on now. Hola. Come on now. See? That's the fuck I'm talking about. So, all right, bam. That's relations. Yeah. What's up? Raise one, sell one, and be one. Oh shit, I gotta be some shit. Yeah. I'll be a mermaid. Okay. I'll, probably I'll learn how to swim. Yeah, that's that fine. Way. Yeah. I yeah. could be. Um, Haley Bailey, Little Mermaid. Listen, we got a black mermaid now, so you know, you can be whatever type of mermaid you want to be. And I gotta do what? Uh, sell one, uh, and then uh, you want ra- raise, raise one. one? Yeah. Um, I'm selling a manatee. I just, I can't. <laughs> I just. 
There's nothing. <laughs> fucking sell that shit. Get back out there, friend. Go back. Be free. And, and I'm a mermaid. I'm selling this. Sh- go be free. Um, and I think I would raise the, the mugwai. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cute. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they do, but oh, hopefully you don't know about so- the background. Well, they can't get wet. All right, okay. Oh, they'll make so little. They'll make other ones. They'll make other ones. And also, you can't feed them after midnight because if you feed them after they'll midnight, they'll make other ones. Yeah, they'll what pop you mean? out. Like if you get it wet. It'll pop out in little eggs and more mugwais oh, come fuck out. No, I cannot go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna sell that shit. That sounds like a lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> and my uh, Me- Mexican truck ain't got the capacity <laughs> to be doing that shit. I guess I'm already in the water. I think I'll raise the manatee. They don't multiply like that because that's fucking nuts. You imagine a splash of water get on you and it's yeah. five little motherfuckers pop out? Yeah. No. Oh my God. I lose my shit. Oh my God. <laughs> then when they feed if you feed them at the midnight they lose all the hair and they turn into a gremlin and you're gonna shit <laughs> fuck no <laughs> the fuck absolutely not absolutely y'all ain't not. see how my eyes went wide <laughs> shedding yeah if you feed after midnight yeah. i'm a big bitch i eat after midnight <laughs> eating some fucking cookies after midnight on fucking Wednesday. <laughs> That's so specific. I left the, no, I left the function early. I said, bitch, I gotta go. I got cookies at home. <laughs> I got in the house. I'm, I'm taking my eyelashes off. I had to start the oven. I said, I'm a big bitch and I'm okay with it. Like, after... Yeah. Um, says, so the gremlins are ugly, I'm guessing. When they get, yeah, I'll show you. Oh when my they, god. I mean, yeah, no. The gremlins too. They had a female gremlin. To where it was like it's still ugly, but it got lipstick. So it's like. Uh-huh. <gasps> you gonna get lips? Oh no, yeah, we gotta sell that shit. I'll, I'll, manatee, um, if you out there listen to this, Manatee, I am so sorry that I doubted you like that. Oh, so I am good. so sorry. I love that it works this way because everybody's like they're all M words. I'm like, yeah, I like alliteration. And then uh-huh. when people actually think about it, I'm like, wait. But if I'm raising one, I can't get it wet. And you're like, uh, so where are you going? You know, I'm selling that but shit. This is like you and one other person that have actually taken it to where I'm like, man, if I'm a, if I'm a, if I'm, a, if I'm uh, you know, since I'm this ethnicity and I'm with this ethnicity, oh my God, just having or the dynamics of where you can go, like, like he was talking about the dishes and everything. Boom, that takes it so far, and I'm like. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I just, you know, my dad always wanted me to learn Spanish. And so I think 30 years later, I'm making him proud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's so good. Oh, here we go. Um, you about to show me the gremlin? Yeah, this is what a gremlin is when it, that's what it turns oh, into. Fuck, <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Get me the fuck up out of here. Uh. Ain't no that shit look like a fucking bat. Yeah. With legs. Yeah, it's what uh, movie is that from? Gremlins. Uh Gremlins and Gremlins Two. Gremlins Two is where the uh <laughs> Oh my goodness. There she is. That's the female gremlin. Oh hell no. <laughs> Ain't no way. Yeah, sell them shits. I don't want no parts. None. Me and the manatee, we can swim. We can Go places in the underwater world. Uh, I just uh, under the sea. Hell yeah! Oh, that's so good. 
Alright, You almost hurts. set me up for the okie doke. You ain't even tell me the, the fucking descriptions. If you would have said that shit first, I'd be like, nah, 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 get that shit out of here. That would have been my first. That would have been the first one out of here. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I, didn't uh, mean, I didn't mean to treat you uh, like a side Chief, bitch. Chief Akina, he, he, it took him like 30 minutes to get through the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, a, it was an extra 30. Just be like, hitting. No, hold on. And I was like, <laughs> take your time. Damn, Chief. <laughs> it's so good. Some people don't give Which a Which one are you going to bring to Africa, Chief? Oh. Oh, that's fine. All right, all right. Let's see. Oh, let let everybody let everybody know where they can find you at, where they can follow you at. Oh my God! So <laughs> you all can find me on um, farmersmeat.com, <laughs> um, where the cowboys go to sling, um, as well. I'm fucking with y'all. Christian Mingle kicked me off actually, so I can't even be on that bitch no more. <laughs> <laughs> no, but bro, you can find me on all social media platforms at legs underscore almighty. Yes, it's from the movie Bruce Almighty. Don't ask me how I got there. Just know oh, I that's did. That's nice. That's good to know. I didn't know that. That's, I, didn't I was know. watching Bruce Almighty and I wanted to create a Twitter account. And I was like, people call me legs. Legs almighty. I thought it was the most brilliant thing ever. And then it just stuck. I just kept it. That is good. Literally. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with it's that. Just, it, it is what it is. And yeah. so I. I, like I may not be on a social media account, but I will create it just to claim that <laughs> no, there will not be another Legs Almighty out there. I there will there refu- is. I know it isn't because I oh. claimed it on every platform. <laughs> That's Every good. platform, if you type legs almighty bitches, nine times to ten, it's me. It's me, yeah. Um, but it's L E G S underscore A L M I G H T Y. Um, yeah, Sharika Mitchell on Facebook. If y'all it's Mitchell. into That's that, what it was. Type I, had, of thing. I had so many other last names in my head, oh, and I was like, it's I don't, Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, very black and generic. Yeah, that's, you know, that's good. It's, yeah, it, I, it's probably, I, it probably came from a plantation somewhere, but possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Kyle Smith is so terrible. That's why I put the maniacal menace in front of it, just because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna find me immediately if you just look up Kyle Smith. There's a, there's a convention a of Kyles in Kyle, yeah. Texas. Do you know about that? It's a convention of Kyle. Is it Kyle, Texas? Yeah. Damn, it's you've like been teaching Austin. me a lot of geography today. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I should get out more. <laughs> it's a Kyle, Texas. Apparently, Kyle's like monsters and punching the sheetrock. There is a Kyle, Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's a Kyle feel. Yeah. It's, oh my it's God. so crazy. I was by San Marcos. Yeah, there you oh, go. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Close to Austin. Yeah, I don't be in them spots. I don't need to be able to. Uh-uh. It's, a, it's, it's you, when you see them. When you see it, when you, like, you see the convention of Kyle's, it's like, you know, it's that like, where's Waldo nuts. when you try to find the black guy in, the, in those convention of Kyle's? Yeah, see, I don't be around there. I like to be with the niggas. So. <laughs> yeah. I can't. You know. I understand I what it. I'm like when my white side comes out. So I'm I like, live, you know what? Mm-mm. I lived outside of Pittsburgh for two years. Ooh. Yeah. You you see it, the face you just uh, made yeah, and the yeah. sound yeah uh-huh. yeah that was that was yeah Pittsburgh yeah. Pennsylvania mm-hmm. yeah I've been to Pennsylvania and I was like I don't care to be here this is yeah this but is boring so Pittsburgh is the actual city I was outside of the city oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> When I went, I went to like the local mall. When I like went for my interview, and I'm like, okay, there's a mall, there's a gym. The city's like 40 minutes away, bitch. I didn't realize it was like 40 road minutes, not like 40 minutes including traffic. So just let that settle. 
<laughs> and so I'm like, oh, Shrika, you don't have any, like, folks to socialize with. Like, what the fuck? Like, you're the only nigga here. Yeah. Like, what's going on? And so I just remember walking into the mall and there was, like, this shirt that said, I love my redneck wife and I love my redneck husband with, like, oh. the Confederate flag. I said, I got to get the fuck up out of here. I got to go. go. Don't I got to go. What? Uh, uh, <laughs> this ain't for me, friends. This is what we I got to blast. This is how I support goes. <laughs> Bitch, I got to go. <laughs> I got to go. Because <laughs> I'm, you think I'm, I'm blackity bl- 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 black. Yeah. Uh, you stand baby. out. You definitely uh-huh. stand out. Listen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And I'm from uh, the, the school of slap a bitch. So, like, yeah. you're not touching my hair, friend. We're not doing that. Oh, I... You, so, I just had to go. Ever since but the I'm hair recovered. Got long, I'm yeah. in beautiful Houston, surrounded by Ooh. beautiful black people, such as yourself. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, this has been a hell of a show. And you was wondering what we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I don't know. We've been here for an hour 10. Oh, wow. Just to let you know. Uh-huh, that's how it happens. Yeah. This is a great time. Thank <laughs> you so it though? much. Cool. Come on, I've been doing it for so long. I better, I better know how to do something yeah, out here. Yeah, <laughs> I like this. Thank you, man. Bring Thank me you for back being again. on. Definitely. It's because I learned a lot today. <laughs> and I'm going to listen back to this one. Normally I don't, but this one, I'm like, okay, I learned some shit today. Uh, We're going to write this down. Listen, I do what I can. Get it out. Yeah. Do yes. what you can. Set your price, friends. Yes, man. Set your price. Know Set, your price, friends. Know your worth, goddammit. And that's what this is. Know your worth. And this has been Tell Me a Joke, the guideline of chasing the dream. I'm your host, Maniac. I'm in this Smith. Say the whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And until next time, keep dreaming, jokers. Ah.